Welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome. 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 How are we, Nick? I'm so excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> and I've no idea what's going to happen for the next 45 minutes or so. Nor me. I'm, I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm really excited. This is one I of those crazy times, this one. I, I don't know if we'll be able to accurately get across how crazy this movie is. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure we won't. I think <laughs> there's. we've just been talking before we started recording. There's a lot of characters in this film, like probably yeah. more than any other film that we've done. And they all, they all have the same amount of screen time, pretty much. There's no main yeah, character. There's no main characters in this. It is just a party where everybody's getting the same amount of screen time as everybody else. It's like a Avengers Endgame. There's got to be twenty named characters in this film. <laughs> got to be. Maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> and they're all Polish, except one who's French. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> So shall we get into it? Let's see yes. what see what happens. This is going to be a fun ride, everybody. Come and come along and join us. So this Strap week we in. watched <laughs> this week we watched a film called All My Friends Are Dead, which is a Polish Netflix original. It is from 2020. It is 15. It runs for one hour and 36 minutes, and it's currently rated at 5.8 on IMDb, which is pretty high. We've had a couple that are sort of that range so far this season, haven't we? So yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. So I've got. I've picked out three top members of the cast. Uh, like I say, you could pick anybody who's in it. I haven't got any information on any of them um, because they're all Polish and I don't know. I've not seen any of the other stuff that they've been in. For the most part, <laughs> they're they're kind of quite young as well. Yeah, they're all yeah they're all young Polish. Good, they're all good looking. There's lots of good looking people in this film. There is, yes, <laughs> young beautiful Polish people. I've picked the main character as Anastasia. I don't know if you'd agree with that. I would say the plot revolves around her. Yeah. Yeah, she is played by Julia Vinova Narkovitz. How well what we saying? Happy with that one? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, she was born in nineteen ninety eight in Poland. That's the only thing I know about her. I've then gone with the guy who played Philippe. Yes, his name is Matus Vyklavak. Vyklavak, going with. Happy with that one. Yeah, you, you crack on. You did a grand job. <laughs> he was born in Poland in 1993, so he's a little bit older than the last one. And then I've decided that the third main character in this film was... Um, I don't know. <laughs> did I say? <laughs> Gloria. Gloria. Gloria's an older lady in the film. Monica Krajewska. If any Polish people are out there, can you just let me know how you pronounce these names? She was born in 1973 in Poland, so she's a little bit older than the rest of the cast in this film. She she basically plays the role of Stifler's mom in this. She basically does play the role of Stifler. This is like American Pie meets Murder Party, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's the closest I can get to it. Direct, Written and directed by a guy called John Belkal, B-E-L-C-L. He's actually from Slovenia. Okay. Uh, but he moved to Poland in 2015, where he started his movie career. That's it. Um, one little thing that's interesting: when you you know when you go on IMDb on these sort of films, sure, um, it says if you like this, you might also like. It's, yes, it's, rec it's recommended me a film that we've done on the show before. Oh, do, oh really? The algorithm's yeah. working. <laughs> the algorithm is working. Any ideas which film it might have picked? Um, is it the Babysitter? No. Because I thought this movie had a whiff of that about it. <laughs> yeah, it did. You're right. It had a bit of babysitter, a bit of murder party, um, that sort of vibe to it, didn't it? The the film it's picked is completely not anything like this film. Oh right. So okay. <laughs> and <laughs> only, the only the only thing that's different, the only thing that's similar is that it's also Scandinavian. But Poland is Scandinavian. It is Scandinavian. <laughs> or it's foreign. Cause, okay, cause we'll my, go with that. My next guess was going to be Plagues of Breslau because it's the other Polish film we've watched. No, it's Red Dot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea why it's nothing like this film at all. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I know this one's Polish. All week I've been thinking it's Norwegian and I don't know why. It's because uh, Blood, Blood Ride's Norwegian. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm getting confused with Blood Ride. We've been uh, very foreign-based just lately. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, do you have a one-word review of All My Friends Are Dead? I'm bringing back an old favourite. Okay. It's batshit crazy. <laughs> Never a truer word has been spoken. 
Do you think it's the craziest film we've ever seen? I think it's right up there. I, I genuinely think it is right up there. I mean, my, my mind always immediately goes to await further instructions. Yeah. If I'm honest. But... My, my mind always goes to Animal World, which isn't yeah, yeah, that crazy, but it's completely different to anything you'll ever see. It's crazy because it's a movie about a massive mm. game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And, and then there's loads of aliens. In, in incredibly it. tense. Yeah. <laughs> this, and I think then it's up you, there. You've got films like Ganso, Murder Party, Await Forever Instructions, like you said. They're all the crazy ones we've done. But this one's got to be right up there. It's just ludicrous. From yeah. start to finish, it's just ludicrous. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, it's New Year's Day. Day? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is New Year's Day. You're right. It does start on the day after. And it's snowing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And there's a policeman outside quite a nice looking house. Beautiful house, uh, you would say. And it's quite picturesque. The snow's falling. Um, and he's waiting for someone. Yeah. Turns out he's waiting for his partner. Yes, he is indeed. <laughs> turns out he's waiting for his partner. His partner turns up. He does, his partner doesn't really know his name. Even though they seem to know each other. He, he's like, he at least makes out that he doesn't know his name. I don't um, think they've been together very long. Put it no, I don't think so. Um, then a girl gets stretched past them on a stretcher. So you know something's kicked off in this house. And she's kind of just ranting to herself. She says, then, all my friends are dead. She says yeah, the movie title she straight away. Name, straight away, straight at the beginning. Um, and then we go into the house for the first time. And... The house is all beaten up. There's blood everywhere. There's an axe in the wall at one point. Um, so this is clearly taking place after the events of the rest of this movie. You can tell that from the beginning. Yeah. We're not going for. We're not going ahead from here. At some point, we're going to go back. And um, they walk into a bathroom and they find a pizza guy and he's hanging from the yes. ceiling from some fairy lights. He's, yes, he's used Christmas lights to do the deed. Yeah. Um, Gregor, the cop, vomits everywhere all over the toilet and the crime scene. He does, this, and he he rips a um, a chunk of toilet paper off the toilet roll holder. Yes, uh, to to wipe wipe himself down. I guess <laughs> that seems like a strange thing for you to point out, but it is also very critical to the plot of this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get go into the main bulk of the house, the main living room, and there are bodies everywhere. It's an absolute massacre. It is a massacre. There must be fifty dead bodies in that room. Yeah, it's a big party. Yeah, so the cops explain that the owners of the house came back from their skiing trip, Christmas skiing trip, and found their house in this state. Um, they've both been now taken to hospital because they've gone insane because of what they've seen. Um, then one of the cops steals a necklace off one of the dead bodies. Yeah, which is a bit odd. The, <laughs> he's like, the older oh, my cop. wife will, yeah, he's like, oh my yeah, wife. The older cop. That. Yeah, he basically just lifts it and says, like, oh yeah, I'll give that to my wife. Yeah. So they continue crawling around this crime scene. They find who they, they find out. Go on. I was just going to say, just, they're having like this banter all the way, aren't they? Sort yeah, of, they're, they're uh, not taking they're, it seriously, Gr- are they? Gregor is like trying to impress, isn't he? He's being like, all trying to be by the book. And this old grizzled guy is just... Um, yeah, he's not bothered. He's totally unfazed no, by this scene that's in, unfurled in front of him. <laughs> they identify one of the bodies as the son of the family who lives in the house. Uh, this yep. guy's Merrick. He has a gunshot wound to the head. Um, and then the old cop makes a Home Alone joke about him. Yes. <laughs> if you caught that, he made like a, well, at least Kevin didn't get end up murdered or whatever. It was, it was very out of bad, very bad taste. But uh, And then we hit the credits. We get an opening credit scene. I, I thought the old guy kind of implied that, well, it's kind of case closed. It was the guy who's hung himself. Yeah, just massacred everybody. Yeah, um, I think that was the yeah, implication they'd come he to. He did that, and then he's he's hung himself. Um, and then the Gregor, the young cop, says, "Well, what do you think happened here?" And the old cop just says, "Shit went really wrong," and that's it. <laughs> cut to your credits. Shit went really wrong. That is very true. Yeah. So we cut into the and credits. We the come credits out. The... Were really cool. They yeah, were they like, were. Really like stylized comic book neon. I liked them. Yeah, they were good. Uh, we come out of the credits and we get a message on the screen saying the day before. So we're now at New Year's Eve. And there's a party starting in the house. We're in the early stages of a party. Uh, it's the same house, obviously, that we've just been in. This whole film's set in that house. 
And there's a couple making their way there. Yep. I can't remember who they were. <laughs> this So this is Angelica and Daniel. Okay. Yes, it was. You're right. Um, they Merrick... are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes, they are. Merrick welcomes them in. Um, he is the owner or the son of the owners of the house, as we know. Um, he basically gives them a quick introduction, uh, tells them upstairs is off limits. No, please don't go upstairs. And then he introduces some of the key players. Um, yes. So we meet some there was like, a, th- There's a lot of note, mo- uh, note making involved here. I watched this scene in- three times. <laughs> as he was introducing everyone. He was. So firstly, he introduces Philippe, who is the photographer. He's going to be taking pictures of the night. He's also a recovering drug addict. Correct. Um, he then introduces Jordan and Anastasia, who are a couple. Um, they're like playing pool together, and they don't seem to get on very well. She's um, into horoscopes and astrology, and he is trying to become a rap superstar. Yeah, he's got a baseball backwards baseball cap kind of guy, isn't he? Um, randomly, there's some Mormon dude there. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's Jacques. Oh, I didn't get his name. I've just written some Mormon dude all the way through. He's the French guy, the, the token French character in this film. He basically knocked on the door to spread the word of the Lord and got invited into the party. That's how I understood yes. it. Um, then we meet Robert and Raphael. Um, they're a pair of losers who think they're ladies' men. They're trying to pull all the ladies. Oh, that's what they're introduced as anyway. Yeah. And then finally we meet Darius, who is the playboy of the group. Um, he's basically thinks he's good with the women and kind of is good with the women he gets all the uh all the girls and That's then right. he gets then he gets a drink thrown in his face and that yeah, kind of takes us out of that opening montage yeah one of his ex-conquests i suppose just storms in argues with him and then yeah gets out of there yeah there's a really weird line about she, she said i think her name was pinky that's right Does that sound right and she says i let you piss on me and he's like everybody pisses on everybody these days yeah and i was like what a weird line <laughs> but eventually he kicks her out he says look get out of here you're my ex I don't want anything to, see, anything to do with you I'm done get out so she does she leaves we never see her again Gloria comes in at this point yeah the door- doorbell goes again yep we meet Gloria so Gloria comes in with her young, much younger boyfriend um, what's his name Pablo Paolo Paolo uh, Pavel Pavel um, he's he's besotted with this older lady so um, he's so Pavel is friends with Mark. He's he's the same age as the host of the party and most of the attendees. And yeah. Gloria is a Stone Cold Forty something? Yeah, Stone Cold What are we saying? 40 something? 50s? Yes. <laughs> what are we saying for the rest of them? Late teens, early 20s? Yeah. So she's old enough to have a child at that age. Oh no, yeah. I've given that away. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> um she friends zones him pretty early, but they are they are in a relationship, but she doesn't seem to be wanting to be interested in that. She doesn't want to commit to a no, proper relationship. Not, not at all. So she goes off, she starts playing beer pong with Jordan, but basically just throws the balls into her own cups and starts drinking. Anastasia, we meet again now, she finds the camera, she kind of t- tips a drink over Philippe's camera, doesn't she? Yeah. And she finds that the camera's pretty much only got pictures of her on him, on the camera. He's been taking pictures of her all night. Yeah, so it's, they're all zoomed in on her face, aren't they? And she looks sad in all of them. So she basically decides to take this camera back to this guy and have a bit of a flirt with him. Yeah, she's interested. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet the pizza guy. What an interesting guy this man is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he shows up with all the pizzas. Uh, Merrick takes the pizzas in. Um, he doesn't pay the guy. He says, "Look, I'll be. This is, I think, another Home Alone reference at this point." Yeah, yeah. He says, "I'll be back." He's, he's uh, like, "I'll be back in a minute." Oh, yeah. I've got to go and get the money. Stay here. So he, he basically locks him outside and says, "I'll be back." Uh, and then the pizza guy is basically just standing there for the rest of the film. <laughs> Raphael and Robert, we go to at this point. Raphael's getting some texts from somebody. Yeah. Um, and then he spies Gloria. Um, and they he says. Look at that hot milf over there. Shall we go and have offer her a threesome? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is bizarre. And they're like, they're like, oh, we've always talked about doing one for years and years. This yeah. is our chance. This is our she chance looks, to do one. She looks like she's up for it. It's yeah, a bit problematic. But, but. <laughs> the whole first thirty minutes of this film, are maybe even longer than that, forty-five minutes, is set up. It's just set up to for when it's all going to go. You know, at some point, something's going to trigger something. And the whole thing's just going to fall off a cliff. 
it's and, it's trying to spend enough time with enough people to enable it to be very crazy later on. Yeah. And I, I, I guess that kind of works when we get there, but but it feels quite disparate, doesn't it, to start yeah, with? it really does. There's, there's a lot of nothing going on just as we int- we meet all of these characters. Especially um, when you're, like, like obviously we have to take some notes so we can do this show, and I'm just trying to keep up with because it is literally door opens, here's someone, door yeah, opens, here's someone. It really here's is. This, here's this guy, this girl, and yeah, it's it takes a while to settle down. It's a um, world away from the last week's film where we just there was only four people in it. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole world away from that. So yeah, we, we know it's heading somewhere, we've just got to bear with it while it gets there. And then we cut back to Daniel and Angelica, the first couple we met. And Daniel is sitting in a room where I think it was Darius he was talking to. That's right, the ladies' and man. The ladies' man. And he's talking about how he's madly in love with Angelica and that he actually thinks it's time that he's going to propose to her. Yeah, he's um, never felt like this before. Yeah, he's always really like, happy and excited. Uh, meanwhile, otherwise, uh, meanwhile, Angelica is in the kitchen with uh, one of the girls. It's Daniel's sister. Okay. Olivia. Olivia, that's correct. Um, and she's talking about how she's getting a little bit bored of Daniel and how their sex knife's not uh, sex sex knife sex life <laughs> sex life's not very good. And he's ba- he's bad in the sack. He's not very good in the sack, and she doesn't know she can commit to somebody who's not very good in bed. So there's these conflicting conversations going on. And Olivia says, "Well, you need to get out of there. You need to ditch him. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's my brother. Just if he's not doing the business, get out get of there." Out of there. And Darius is pretty much telling Daniel the same thing. He's like, you're too young to be settling down. You need to go and sow your wild oats and shop around a bit. Yeah, and he, he, he quite amusingly compares them to pizza, doesn't he? It does, yeah. Cut from there, this film, I know I say this quite often, that this film cuts around a lot. This film cuts around a lot. There's there's people, we get like two minute scenes with everybody. And we, at this point, we go to Gloria. Gloria's in a room with Robert and they're currently waiting for Raphael. Um, because yes. Raphael's gone off to find some drugs. Yeah. Um, which he comes in with. He's got a bag of coke, um, which Gloria starts cutting up and taking. Um, Raphael reveals to Robert that that's not coke. It's just flour and baking soda. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she says something like, oh, doesn't have as big a hit as I remember. Yeah. When I was younger, it used to be much more potent. Um, and then they just outright say to her, can we please both have sex with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she decides she's going to play a little game with these boys. Um, and she's like, well, you can, but you need to show me that you know what you're doing. Um, so basically, it's that scene from one of the American Pie films where she makes them do sex positions on each other. Yeah, um, there's a lot of, lot of sort of dry humping going yeah, on. Yeah, and they, they kind of freak out a little bit. And she's like, well, I'm going to go then. I'm not interested. If you're not going to get on board with this, I'm out of here. Then we cut to Anastasia and Philippe. They're now in the study. Yeah, so um, she's she's kind of like squirreled him away. They've gone upstairs where they're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, because remember, she found all these photos of her on his camera and she's kind of interrogating him a bit about them. Yeah, uh, remember she's in a relationship with Jordan. That's right. He's <laughs> um, the fake rapper. Yes, that's him. So she finds a little key and she's like, I wonder what this key's for. And then she finds... They do, they do a bit first, don't they, where like uh, she reads his palm because like yeah. she's, she's into all that sort of stuff. Um, and quite accurately, I think he's quite impressed. And then... Um, they have a bit of a toke, don't they? Yeah. And and he sort of reads her as well, but he's yeah, just the, bullshitting, I guess. Yeah, he's just making it up. But she's buying, she's all into it. She's she's buying it completely, hook, line and sinker. Um, and then she finds this little key. This little key opens a little chest. And inside the chest is a gun, a pistol. Um, Indeed. She finds it, she loads it, and then she points it at him. And uh, just messing about, she's not going to shoot him. Um, and he panics a little bit. Obviously, he's got a gun pointed in his face. And then he's like, come on, I'll show you how to shoot it. Yeah, because he grew up on a farm or something. Yeah, he's, he's, something he like knows that. how to shoot. Yeah, yeah so they start, they're taking little pot shots at the snowman outside. Yeah. Um, but then before they start shooting, she manages to get her hand in his pants. And they start making out on the table. Yeah, the naughty is on. On, indeed. Uh, this one is very naughty, as you'll find out in a second. Um, Robert and Raphael are still practicing around on each other. Um, they're doing some stuff for Gloria, having a bit of fun. Raphael seems a lot more into it than Robert was. 
Yes. Um, I think there's some implication there. And then we cut back to Philippe and Anastasia. Uh, they're now full on doing the naughty over the desk. Marek comes in. He's obviously heard the noise from the outside. He's like, what's going on in here? And then he realises he's interrupting something that he shouldn't be. Slams the door. That makes Anastasia jump. The gun goes off through the door, straight into Merrick's head. Right between the eyes. Takes him down. There's a blood splatters up. He goes down like he's been shot with a bazooka. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> it's really over the top. Comedy, isn't it? He yeah. flies across the hallway. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, smashes into the opposite wall. Yeah, bounces into the wall, which has got a painting on, which has now got a nice red splatter all over it. But he's done. He's down. He's gone. Everybody hears the gunshot. Um, nobody really picks up what it is. The pizza guy's still standing outside. Um, but there's Ma- two like there's two like comedy stoners as well. Of course there is. On a bench outside, and they just watch the pizza guy all the way through. And <laughs> just sit there. That's what their job is in this whole film. Yeah. Uh, but Merrick is not going to survive that. He is dead to the world. Um, Anastasia and Philippe realize what's happened. They go out into the hallway, try and drag him into his room, but they get caught by Olivia. Um, yes. But they just make out that he's really drunk. And yeah, they, they're kind of dragging him into his room to uh, sort him out. And they get away Olivia, with it. Yeah, Olivia is upstairs because she's hooked up with Darius. Yeah, how that's happened. And <laughs> she's tied him to the bed. Yeah. um, In, in another bedroom. Uh, so she's more focused on that, which is why somehow they get away with this. <laughs> weekend at Bernie's type rooms that Mar- <laughs> Marek's just passed out drunk. Very much so. So they, they get him into his room anyway and Anastasia goes on about how the universe is testing them and, and all this. He make, he he gets a bit angry and he make, he reveals that he has made up all this bullshit that he was telling her earlier. Um, he calls her a, bullsh- a batshit whack job. No, he yes. calls her. What he actually calls her is a batshit whack job from another planet, which doesn't go down very well. Was, um, was there a dub? Did you watch a dub? Or? I did watch the dub, yeah. Oh, okay. Why did the translation? No, come I, out I, I just wondered. Shit, whack job from another I, planet. No, I, d- I haven't <laughs> noted anything in, in particular now. So okay, yeah, I, d- I did watch the dub. I couldn't have watched this and bloody read it at the same time and wrote about it. <laughs> Jesus, I'd have had no chance. It gave me a headache as it was. Um, just as they've hidden Merrick in the wardrobe, uh, the French Mormon comes in. Yes, um, he's with the two two girls. I don't think they ever get named, or if they do. They're not integral characters. Um, uh, they're twins, and I can tell you that on the subtitles, when they're speaking, uh, they are named as Twin One and Twin Two. <laughs> okay, good names. Whoever uh, their parents must be very proud. Um, <laughs> they're basically two slags. Two. <laughs> I don't know how well she would describe them. Two ladies who enjoy the male form, shall we say? They're up for a good time. They're up for a very much up for a good time, and they've managed to get hold of this Mormon guy. And they're going to show him the time time of his life. And they do, don't they? They start uh, doing the naughty with him. Um, in the middle of this, Merrick falls out of the wardrobe. Pa- so, uh, Philippe and Anastasia uh, are hiding under the bed. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it all kind of... It's just a bit mad. The, the, so the three people are on the bed. There's two people under the bed and a dead body on the floor. Philippe decides he's going to make a run for it. The two- whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Have I missed something? Yes. Okay. What happens when Marek falls out of the wardrobe what does twin two do to him oh yeah she tries to do him <laughs> she tries she gets into his pants and she can't she can't get him um aroused for the moment yeah she, she starts um she starts sucking off the dead body <laughs> she does she's like he, he won't get hard i don't know what's going on then is that the point then when philip makes decides he's getting out of there yes he does a, so, makes a room for it but it doesn't get very far because they spot him and they start taking his clothes off yeah, I have no idea. This is just this hasn't even started yet, and I'm all so confused about what's going on. But also, and, one of the twins picks up the gun. Yes, so we have to kind of keep track of where the gun is. Yeah, um, because it it does play an integral. You know, when Lost, they used to employ somebody to, just to track who'd got a gun. Right. Okay. There, there was like it was like a runner, and his his whole job was to keep track of who'd got the guns. And I thought that what a boring job that would have been. But they needed somebody on this film to do the same thing. Um, the pizza guy at this point decides he's going in now. He's go. He's had enough of waiting. He's going to yeah, make Joan... all, all the way along. He's getting phone calls, isn't he, from from his boss? Like, Where the yeah. fuck are you? We got pizzas piling up here. Yeah, get back here. You know, I'm going to make your life hell. This seems... guy is a loser. Yeah, he seems to have an issue with his mum as well. She's ringing him as well. 
Yeah. Um, it's all going a bit crazy. So he decides, I'm going in, I'm going into this party, somebody's going to pay me for these pizzas. And then he starts lecturing people on drugs. Yes. <laughs> He's like, he gives this one girl who's just out of her tree. She's a, just dancing. She's like female tires. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> good reference. And she's and just there all the way through the film. She's just dancing. She doesn't ever yeah, do anything he's, else. It's like, look, if you're going to take that pill, you need to drink this whole bottle of water. Yeah. Because um, you'll dehydrate and you might die. Yeah. So he's a clever guy. He is. But then the girl just pours the water over her own head. Yeah. And ignores him. <laughs> Philippe gets out of the room. He manages to get away. He's only in his pants now. Um, he runs into Olivia again on his way out. And kind of has a get tries to get her away, I guess, because she was heading into the room. Yeah. Um, the Mormon guy, what was his name? Uh, Jacques. He has a vision of Jesus. Yeah. Whilst so, in the middle of boning these two girls. So he's being ridden by one of the twins, and he's he then has a full on conversation with Jesus. Yes. Is there in the room with him? And Jesus yeah. is. It doesn't look. He is disapproving, but he doesn't. He looks like he's enjoying the show. Yeah. There's a character in this person in this film who plays Jesus. There's somebody in this film yes. playing Jesus. Um, then the Mormon guy vomits over the side of the bed, but we know what's on the floor <laughs> near the bed. Mer- Merrick's dead body. So now that's covered in vomit, and his trousers are still open. And the twin. This puts this uh, some unexpected bath puts the twins off. Yes. So they're they're done then. She's like, we're not. We can't have sex with this guy anymore. He's just been sick. Uh, Olivia is out in the corridor, sees Philippe, and she kind of starts to work things out, doesn't she? Yes. She sees the blood stain on the painting. Yeah, she um, notices the bullet hole in the door. Yeah. She remembers what Merrick was like earlier, and she kind of puts two and two together and gets four. And she realises what's happened, so she freaks out. And she's like, we want, we need to call the cops, let's call the cops. Uh, and Philippe kind of puts his hand over her mouth, I guess, and just drags, drags her, her into, into, the the, off, into the office. Back into the study, yeah. Um, we stay out in the corridor because the pizza guy turns up and the two ladies who have just left the French guy start talking to the pizza guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he just wants his money. He's not interested in anything else. Um, back into the study with Olivia and Philippe. Um, he's still got his hand over her mouth. Um, she the, she doesn't take this very well and she starts to have a fit on the floor. Yeah, she's panicking. So, she, yeah, and then she, she starts to have a fit. And I, that is the point where our second body is discovered she, in this house. She's got, like, I don't know if... It, she's got, like, an EpiPen or an adrenaline shot, hasn't she? She's, yeah. like, reaching for it. So some kind of medication. Yeah. Um, and Fleet kind of works out too late what she's trying to do. Yeah, and he he tries to do it for her, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And she ends up dying. Um, then the two girls... Obviously, Darius at this point is still tied to the bed and nobody's coming back for him now. Um, and the two girls find him, and they're just like, "Well, we're going to have a fun time here." Um, so they just like put loads of makeup and draw on him. Yeah, they're just basically, yeah, just yeah. You can't do anything about it. It's tied to the bed. Um, at this point, we find out that the pizza guy's mum has set her apartment on fire. Yeah, his flats. The flats <laughs> burning. The flats down. burning down. So he desperately needs his money now. Um, he then finds Merrick's body that's been left in the room on its own. Um, so and he finds some cash, and he takes the cash from Merrick's body. He does. Um, cash is the cash is covered in blood. Yeah. Um. Then, whilst he's in the middle of doing that, some guy comes in looking for the guitar, and then yeah. finds the guitar and starts playing guitar to the pizza guy. <laughs> but he doesn't notice the body. He so. doesn't notice the body because it's on the opposite side of the bed. Um. Powell. Pa- Powell. Pavel. Pavel. We're back with him. Remember, Gloria. She's now. In the room with Robert and Raphael, who are still play fucking, um, but she come, <laughs> she he comes in and catches her doing that. So and he kicks off a little bit. She leaves. He runs her for what? He says, "I love the, I love you. I I want to be with you." It goes on for ages. Um, yeah, and <laughs> then she gives she gives him a load of home truths about look, you're you're too young. I we have fun, but you know, in two years you're going to want kids and then in 10 years I'm going to be 50 and then blah, blah, you'll want someone younger. And it's quite a, it's a weirdly well-written bit of character yeah. uh, development in a movie that probably doesn't need any character <laughs> development. Because we've kind of guessed what the issues are. Yeah, we, it's not, there's no brain work needed in this film for definite. 
and that that goes on for a long time and i've actually written i hope he's the next one dead because <laughs> he was quite irritating um cut from them back to the study uh, olivia is still dead on the floor philippe has now hidden her body um the mormon guy's praying to jesus in a different room again another different bedroom he's, he's found a statue of jesus hasn't he so he's praying yes. to that wants permission from jesus to start going around and fucking women because <laughs> he's tried it and he quite has liked it he quite enjoys so, it but and he asks for a sign so he says yeah. to jesus will you give me a sign and just as he says that gloria comes in yeah so he takes that as a sign throws him on the bed she throws him on the bed and the jesus statue winks at him that was quite funny <laughs> it was quite funny to be fair um philippe for some inexplicable reason is now dressed as a bear I, there's a rug <laughs> in the study, yeah. so he's, he's he's donned it and he's trying because to because he remember he hasn't got any clothes on; he's only got his pants on. And yeah. he so he goes, yeah, he tries to escape by going out of the window. Um, and the two the two stoners outside are like, "Is that fucking better?" Yeah, on the roof. <laughs> he then falls off the roof and may potentially have gotten electrocuted, but we we I think he might be all right. Anastasia's now in the laundry room downstairs, um, getting a washing her clothes for some reason. Um, well, I guess because they've got blood on them and stuff. And yeah. She's sort of babbling to Jordan, oh, you know, I, I didn't mean for it to happen. I never thought I'd cheat on you. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, cheat on me? You, what, you've not cheated. She calls, himself a, she calls herself a puppet for the devil. Yes. Um, yeah, so now Jordan thinks that she's cheated on him because she has. Um, and then we cut back to Daniel and Angelica. Um, he stops the party. He makes all the music go off and he stops everybody doing what they're doing because he's going to propose to his love of his life, um, which he does. He gets down on one knee. She's begging him not to, but he does. And then she runs away. It's not going well for him. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, we're getting to the point now where this is all going to go and you can see it come in. You know, at some point, any minute now, it's all going to kick off, and you're just waiting for that trigger to happen. So That's right. This, for me, I think this is the best bit of this film. The the the, the what's the word? What the word I'm looking for? The denouement. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Of waiting for this thing to happen that you know is coming and wondering what it's going to be. I thought this was the best bit of the film because it's just it's such short, sharp little scenes. And you think any one of them is going to kick this whole thing off. And yeah, is- I also want to give a mention, just before we get into this, of how good the soundtrack to this was. Yeah, I really enjoyed I it. I agree with that. And I know it's, I know it's really easy because they're at a party, so you can use whatever the hell songs you, you want to. <laughs> yeah. But um, I thought it added to it. I, I just thought it was a fun time. Agreed. Um, Philippe bursts through the window because he looks through the window and he sees Philippe uh, sees the Mormon fucking Gloria. Yeah. Um, turns out she's his mum. Yeah. <laughs> of course she is. Um, and then Pau- Pavel comes in. Yes. And the uh, big fight starts basically. Um, everybody's beat. They start fun- punching each other because this this Pavel is in love with this guy's mum, Philippe's mum, and also the Mormon guy's fucking her. So all three of them start fighting, basically. Yeah, everyone's scrapping. Yeah. Um, then Jordan comes in because I, I guess he must have figured out who Anastasia had cheated on him with. Yeah, or, she, or she's told him. Or so she's he, told him. He, he, he is now going after Philippe. Yep. So that's another pair of fists. So he punches um, Philippe and then he punches Gloria. Yeah. Takes her down. She's, she's like, how, why are you punching my son? So he just lamps at one. He does, knocks her out. Then Jesus shows up again. Because, yeah, he's just watching this carnage unfold. Yeah, because of course she is. Um, meanwhile, Angelica's locked herself in a different room again. There's a lot of rooms in this house. It um, is a nice house. It's a lovely house. And Daniel's... Dan- I keep saying Daniel. Daniel's shouting at her through the door. So he's like, why Why have you run away when I've proposed to you? What's going on? Yeah, he's, he's like a real wet lettuce. A proper, yeah, oh, he's we, a proper dweeb. We can, we can solve this. You just need to talk to me. What have I done? And everybody around him can hear this conversation. Yes. But she's not aware of that. And then she starts shouting about him being bad in bed and that she's she's never orgasmed with him. Yeah. And then he's like, shut up. Stop saying that. Everybody out here can hear you. Which makes her angry. 
She just keeps going. She just keeps going. She says, I want... The, the line that breaks him says, I want I've to... I've got this written down. Have you as well? It's the same line, yeah. <laughs> I, want to, I want to enjoy my pussy, not marry one. Oh. That's a burn. That's yeah. a proper burn. He walks away at that point. He's had enough. Um, he doesn't want to hear that anymore. Everybody around him heard that as well. Um, the pizza guy, we cut back to the pizza guy. He's cleaning Merrick's money. Why? I don't know <laughs> because he is. Well, he's he's not just like dabbing it down. He's full on washing it in the sink. Yep. I take it back. He's not a clever guy. <laughs> he's, just, he's full on washing it. Um, he gets a call from the from his landlord. I assume the whole apartment block is now on fire, um, and he can't speak to his mum. He can't get hold of his mum. So something's going on to the point where he has a bit of a breakdown. His boss rings him as well and says, "Don't come back. Yeah, you may as well kill you're yourself." Fired. Yeah. You're useless. We cut back to Robert and Raphael. They're the- now sitting on a couch and they're very awkward with each other. Um, you can so tell that there are... Things have happened Robert's, between the two of them. Rob, Robert says, doesn't he, I could tell you were really enjoying that. Yeah. And Raphael does not deny that. Yeah. Uh, but before anything else happens, the fight spills downstairs. So this big yes. fight's still going on. It spills downstairs. Ra- Everybody's getting... We've- Beat up now. It's quite a nice bit of directing because we follow Raffle upstairs, uh, for sort of from his his viewpoint, and the fight is coming downstairs. downstairs. Yeah, this is a sort of blur of bodies, isn't it? Yeah, and we and we stick with Raphael. Um, he uh, he goes up to Merrick's room and he finds Merrick's dead body. Yeah, and he gets very upset by this. Um, yeah, because it turns out they were together. Yeah, they were uh, they were in a relationship, and he starts crying that. Relationship yeah, that's who was texting things. him earlier, I assume. Daniel is now outside. He's fresh from his being called a pussy. Um, he's losing his mind. Um, he's going a bit crazy to the he's point... He's very angry. He's very angry to the point where he grabs an axe, a nearby axe, because there's always an axe nearby. And he goes back inside. Now, earlier on, at the beginning of this film, we saw an axe embedded in the wall, so we know something's going on. <laughs> Meanwhile, because all of this is happening at the same time and it's crazy... Uh, Agnieszka, who, if you remember, uh, has took her clothes off and put her dress in the wash, yeah. presumably because it's covered with blood from when she shot that guy, um, <laughs> apparently can't operate a washing machine because it starts to flood the kitchen. It does. It starts leaking. Then Raphael comes back downstairs. He interrupts the fight, stops the fight, in fact. and He's got a baseball bat. He's got bat. a baseball bat because he wants to know who killed Merrick. And that's the point where everybody in this film realises that there's been a murder. Somebody's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two the two girls come in uh, they've still the twins. the twins they've still got the gun um so he sees the gun puts two and two together um figures that they probably did it so he hits one of them really hard in the tit with a baseball bat um, <laughs> <laughs> what i just, I just uh, yeah it bursts Great. and explodes or the, her boob explodes my note just says raphael pops a tit <laughs> It was quite gross. It was quite visceral. There was lots of was uh, horrible. gunge coming out of right. it. There was loads of jelly. So, like, if we're keeping count this season, yeah, we've seen brain jelly, yeah, eye jelly, <laughs> nose jelly, <laughs> and we have now seen tit jelly. Tit jelly. I'm not touching that. Fake as well. Fake tit jelly. So it's going. We're, this film's going now. We're we're at the point where this is triggered. It's 10 seconds to midnight, by the way, because in case yeah. you've forgotten, it's New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. <laughs> uh, Daniel starts axing the door down like Jack Nicholson because he wants to get into Angelica. Um, <laughs> the New Year's countdown goes off. That starts counting down to 10 seconds. Um, and then somebody jumps on Raphael's back. It's the other twin. The other twin, which causes the gun to go off as they start spinning around. Yes, yeah, so she's still got the gun. And she's firing it as they're spinning. Yeah. And people are going down left, right, and center. I've yeah. written here chaos in big capital letters. This is the point where the film kicks off. I'm just gonna re I'm just gonna list off what happens because if I try and talk you through it, you'll never understand what I'm talking about. So the first thing that happens is Gloria stabs Jordan. Yes. Um Daniel and Angelica are now in the same room. He's put the axe down and they're now fucking their brains out of each other. Um, yeah, because that, and the, so the two rooms are like into cuts now aren't yeah they? Um, jordan then takes a bullet he gets shot robert grabs a chair and breaks it over Raphael's back 
and then yeah, and yeah. then he gets shot robert gets shot as he's trying to leave the mormon attacks jesus um which turns out to be a christmas tree yeah. which pulls the christmas tree over um uh, philippe gets smashed into the piano yeah uh, and his face is playing the piano kind of in tune with the music that's playing yep um meanwhile the whole room's filling up with water from the leaking washing machine sure um while this is all going everybody's getting killed everybody's getting attacked everybody's getting beat up everybody's covered in water um the tv gets smashed the tv falls off the tv stand lands in the water and everybody gets electrocuted yeah. So everybody who wasn't already dead is now dead. Except for Daniel and Angelica, because they're in a different room having sex. And he, to the point where he is now pissing on her. <laughs> because everybody pisses on everybody these days. Then there's silence. Ev- the chaos I, turns to silence instantly. It cuts to the pizza guy hanging. Yeah, it does. Well. Yeah, he's hanging. And then we fade to black. And then we fade back in. And Anastasia comes out of the room that she was in um, and she's she finds everybody. She finds all the dead bodies. Uh, there's the, the girl who the, was dancing is still dancing. The power has cut yeah. at this point. Yeah, so she's not so in any danger. It's anymore. overloaded, yeah. yeah. Um, the girl who was dancing all the way through is still dancing, but then she just collapses to the floor. Um, so I think she's the one who was wheeled out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's so the this is the one. This is the girl that the pizza guy was talking to about the drugs and the yeah. bottle of water. What was it not? No, yeah, you're right. It must have been her. She was the only one that pretty much survives. Um, yeah. She finds everybody dead. Anastasia finds everybody dead, including Jordan. Now remember, she was in a relationship with Jordan, even though she has just cheated on him with Philippe. She gets startled because Daniel and Angelica come in. And they find yeah. out what's going on. And as she gets startled, she's now got the gun in her hand as well. She's found that on the floor. She shoots the gun and puts a bullet straight through both of them, through Daniel and Angelica, because it goes through Angelica and into Daniel. She has not had any shooting lessons, as we, apart from that very, very brief one, which which turned into something else upstairs. She's fired two shots. She shot one guy in the head, and then she's got a twofer with the other one. Yeah, straight through. Um, so she's like, I need to get out of here. So she goes, she leaves the lounge. She walks through a door. She finds the dead pizza guy hanging from the ceiling for fairy lights. Um, that makes her jump. She trips like a crazy person. Um, almost like she'd been shot like Merrick did at the beginning. She flew through the room, uh, bangs her head on the fireplace, and then she dies. Yeah. She breaks her, le- <laughs> breaks her neck, and she's like making a horrible, gurgly sound. Yeah. Um, then we got a voiceover. We get a voiceover of the pizza guy writing his suicide note on the toilet roll. Yes. Um, it's some waffle about chemistry. I didn't catch a lot of it, but it was basically how life deals with this sort of shit sometimes. So he was working all these jobs because he was trying to pay his way through university because he has a hypothesis that can solve Alzheimer's disease. Yes. And that's what he'd written on the toilet roll. <laughs> yes. Of course it has. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to the cops. Um, the, we see so we, the ripped toilet roll. We do. We? We, cut, we cut back from that sort of perspective. And the cops have missed the suicide note because he wiped up his vomit with it earlier. Um, and they give up. They, they basically leave now saying, we have no idea what happened. And then this crazy film goes to the next level of crazy. Does it not, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was it. I, I thought, did as well. It. And I would have been it's happy good, if it surely. was. I would have been like, okay, there's an ending. You've got your ending. Job done. But no, what we need is, I don't even know what. Is this the afterlife? Is this an alternate timeline? I'm assuming afterlife. I'm going for afterlife. All of our characters I'm, are alive. Go on. It's interesting. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting you've gone afterlife because I think it was an alternate timeline. Okay, I only went afterlife because everybody's wearing white. Well, it's a wedding, but yeah, carry on. So all of our characters are now alive. We're in back in the same house um, and everybody's alive. Um, the Mormon guy is conducting a wedding uh, yes. between Angelica and Daniel. Um, everybody's there. Everybody's watching. It's a happy occasion. Um, Gloria catches the bouquet when that gets thrown. Um, she tells Pavel that she loves him, that she wants to be with him. Um, meanwhile... Uh, Philippe's taking pictures 
uh, Raphael and Merrick are there. They have a nice kiss. They're obviously happy. Um, this is the point where I've written, is this a different reality or is this the afterlife? I don't know. Um, Anastasia dumps Jordan and goes off with the pizza guy. Yeah, because he's invented a cure for, for Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, she, they, they start this new relationship straight away because she takes him up to the study. And we, we don't go in the study with them, but we hear her say, oh, what's this key for? And then there's a massive yeah. blood, uh, massive gunshot and the stain is still on the wall Yeah, from earlier on. Oh, fuck, gunshot, the end. End of the film. Yeah. What the so, hell? <laughs> well, I have no idea what this was. This was a, a, a trip and a half. I mean, yeah, I take it as it's an alternate reality, you know, and she's the... Uh, She's the wild card, I guess. So this is always gonna. This, is this gonna happen in every reality? But then the well, but it's, a, then, it's happened in two. But then the so. bloodstain's still on the wall, on the in the same spot. Yeah. So I think that's just a bit of artistic license. <laughs> I, mean. I don't know. It's um, happened. It's it's a kind of you know it's happened before. Yeah, it'll happen again. They're they're kind of stuck. What goes around comes um, around. Are you telling me this is a time make, loop make, movie? <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> making dif- making different decisions, but stuck. Stuck living the same end result, I guess. It gave me a headache, um, that film. It's ha- it's a lot. <laughs> I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't uh, murderous, sexy. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, was, it was crazy. I'm struggling to bring it all together. It was absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> it really was. When it, went, when it got going... It just never stops. And to the point where you're like, I can't concentrate on what is going on in this film because so much is going on that I'm losing track of who these people are and where they are and who's got what and who's got the gun and where and who's in what room and who's fell out with who and who's shagging who. And I was just like, my eyes were like going mental, just trying to keep track of it. I'm trying to write down what was going on as well. I think I've watched this film three times in one sitting last night. <laughs> the amount of times I had to pause and rewind bits. Do you know what? I, I thought it was really fun. It is good fun. You you can't deny that it's good fun. It's if you it's a brainless comedy film. You just stick it on and just watch it. But it's intense. It's really intense. And and it was just a nice surprise because I was like, oh, I didn't expect it to go there. Oh, I didn't expect it to go there. And it just keeps going. <laughs> and it just keeps going. Yeah. over and over again. I, why the hell does this like epilogue of oh they're stuck in a time loop? I have no idea. <laughs> Where did that even come from? What, what? What, it doesn't what need it at all. It would have been fine to leave it on them not finding the pizza guy's suicide note. Isn't that enough of an ironic twist? Yeah, maybe you could have had something happen at the end, just like one. Maybe the two cops get killed by accident as they come out of the house or something. Or one of them just slips over on the ice yeah, and dies, and dies or, something. or something. But because there's a couple of there's a couple of jokes isn't there with the with the old cop where it's like oh yeah i've been through a lot of partners yeah so so i was pretty sure gregor wasn't going to make it out but he did yeah he did like, maybe maybe that could have been the punchline <laughs> wow well that's all i'm saying i've never seen anything like it the only film i can really compare it to is tucker and dale versus evil and okay because that's just chaos and accidental death all the way through as well and but that's much better let's, let's I, not get this mixed up that's a lot better I'm giving it a recommend. Really? I, I that's that's that strong. Yeah. I well, I just think that's not necessarily because I think it's great. That's more like just, just God, you've got you've to just got to this. yeah, you've got to experience it for the, the experience of it. It's madness. It's absolute madness. Yeah. <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking about it. Reading through those notes, then I was quite surprised how, sen- how much sense I made. But uh, I probably enjoyed talking about it a lot more than I enjoyed watching it, just because it was like, what the hell is going on here? Do you want to turn the tide on it? I think we've kind of covered it, yeah. but um, I didn't need that end bit. I didn't. No, I, I didn't need, need that end bit. I don't need it to be a time loop thing. You can make a <laughs> funny punchline just by killing those two cops off at the end. I think maybe you don't need as many characters that are in it, but I don't know who I'd cut. No, I would think I'd, I was okay. I, I don't with know that. who I'd cut. So if I wasn't making notes, I don't know. If, I don't think I'd have thought too much of that. To be honest. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's clouding my opinion of it. I think I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if I'd have just sat and watched it. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised. It, this is me surprising myself, though, because the way that 
sort of the pre-credits was set up with the cops i i was kind of what i was expecting was that we would keep getting a uh, the timeline switching yeah so as yeah as they were going around the house we'd get a bit of a so as they found the bodies we find out how it happened that sort of thing. yeah but i don't know if that would have made it better no i don't necessarily think it, it would have made it a very different film yeah plus and the majority that's what, of i'm them. not saying that's go on I was just going to say, I'm not saying that's what I would have done. That's just what I was expecting yeah, when it started. Yeah, I agreed. The majority of them die right at the end, though, when they they all get electrocuted. Yeah. So you probably couldn't have, but... I don't know. It's it's mad. It's mad. You've, like you say, I'd recommend it just because you've got to have the experience of watching it. I thought... Uh, my other positive would be... Um, I thought it was full of good performances in the way that everyone just went for it. Everybody knew what they were in. Everybody knew what this film was. And yeah, just, no one's going to win any awards. No, exactly. And everyone was was on board. Everybody I put guess. all of their effort into it. I think. I think you're right. Fun. It's fun, but it is chaotic. Oh, massively. <laughs> that brings us to the stream table. Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah. I think it's difficult. Yeah, I agree. Do you want me to talk you all the way through it, or? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. So, currently, number twelve is Temple. Number 11 is Room 205. 10 is After. Uh, 9 is Alien Warfare. 8 is Happy Anniversary. 7 is TikTok. 6 is John Henry. 5 is Paradise Hills. 4 is Bullethead. 3 is Urge. 2 is In the Shadow of the Moon. And currently at the top of the stream table is The Disappearance at Clifton Hill. Thoughts? I think it's pretty high. Okay. I'd agree. Um, I think it's top 3. Yes, I agree. I think it's better than Urge. Yeah. So I think you're I, right. I definitely I definitely want it to be above Urge, which is suddenly looks not very weird and <laughs> quite a quaint little party goes wrong movie That's true. compared to this. It's really true when you think about it. Even Murder Party I'm looks tem- quite normal now compared to uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm tempted to put it above the next movie as In well. The Shadow of the Moon. Yeah, um, because I feel this in its own little universe uh, for the ninety minutes that it, is, it exists, I think it works together better as a movie than In the Shadow of the Moon does. When In the Shadow of the Moon is good, it's better than this, but it's a very uneven <laughs> film that doesn't quite stick the end. Yeah. Um, and I'm tempted to put this above that. I can, um, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. To be fair, as as a as a film, this is decent. It's difficult to. I was going for how my relationship with the characters is in a film, and I don't feel like I built a good relationship with any of the characters because there was so many of them. But the, the story itself is told from start to finish, and there's nothing missing. There's there's a film there and a story there that works. It's just crazy, and there's loads of them. So yeah, I, it is crazy. I can. I don't think it goes at the top. I, I think the disappearance of Clifton Hill is a better all-round film, probably with a better. Well, let's let's just discuss that for a minute. Cause I I think there is a good argument for this to be top of the street. Uh, okay. But I'm not sure it quite does it. The reason I say that is that I think this is the most fun I've had this season watching a movie. Fun-wise, yeah, I'd agree. I and absolutely agree. I feel like it is a proper little hidden gem, as in you just will not see this come in. That's also <laughs> true. That's it has that it has the element of surprise definitely going for it. You're not gonna think, oh that Polish comedy looks quite good, I might stick that on on a Saturday night. But if you do, you're gonna be in for a treat. So you're right, it is a little hidden gem. And ultimately that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to find. That's the whole point of this show. But, but I did like the, the dis- disappearance. At the disappearance of Clifton Hill and, again is a little gem, and it is really good little film. And if it might just come down to me for the the two endings, and this has got that unnecessary epilogue. Yeah. And the disappearance of Clifton Hill lets me make up my own mind of what's happened in that movie. True. And I kind of just like that uncertainty. I, I that it left. Agree. I don't think this goes at the top. I can hear the argument for it going second though. I wouldn't be against that. Yeah. They're obviously very different. And the, you're going to watch them very, on very different, different days. Yeah. And it's very close as well. The, In the Shadow of the Moon isn't a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. 
but you're gonna have a lot you're gonna have a lot more fun with this one and that this is probably more of a hidden gem than that is i think second is i agree let's do it it's done when i finished that film last night i did not expect it to go second in the stream table really but mainly because it gave me a bloody headache (laughs) so what the hell (laughs) just chaos um, I think you'd have had a very different reaction if you'd have just found it and watched it. You, like I say, you, you're having to look up, down, make notes. Yeah, agreed. That's... Try to keep track of these people. You, it doesn't just flow over you as much as maybe it would have done. Agreed. And it is my kind of film. This is the sort of thing I would have enjoyed. Yeah. Agreed. Right, should we pick next week's film and get out of here? Let's do it. Right, what what um, what are you looking for for next week? Uh, I want... I feel like I've been through the mixer the last couple of weeks. <laughs> True. <laughs> With quite intense sort of full-on movies, should we have just a let's have a drama, just a just a, a sort of no extreme dog violence, <laughs> no no crazy parties and mass electrocutions, <laughs> something a bit calmer. Unfortunately, I can't help you with that because I have decided to play my wild card this week. Wild card. Oh, okay. <laughs> And I've picked a genre of film that I don't think we've done before. I came across this on Netflix the other day. I don't think we've ever done a parody film before. Uh, no, I, I think the closest we probably came to that would be... Was it Ghost Squad? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was Ghost Squad. You're right. But that wasn't probably a full-on parody. No. This is. I'm intrigued. <laughs> what have we got? Um, I picked a film from 2014. It is a comedy. So we are doing two comedies in a row. And it also is set at a party, but okay. I think it's going to be very different. Um, I picked a film from 2014 called The Hungover Games. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, it's a parody of The Hangover and The Hunger Games, um, but also is a parody, apparently, of Ted, Pirates of the Caribbean, Avatar, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Human Centipede, The Lone Ranger, Django Unchanged 4, Carrie, The Muppets, Borat, The Walking Dead, District 9, and The Real Housewives. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Just, oh, I can see what my sneeze looks like in audio form. That's awesome. Um, just a reminder that this is completely your fault because you've, yep. you've set the challenge that the wild cards this season should be the worst film you can find. Correct. So, so we're looking for the for worst that. films. So I figured none of us really, neither of us really like parody films. I'm not massively into comedy. Um, so I've picked a comedy parody film. I admire your chutzpah. <laughs> Do you want to know the synopsis? Why Do you not? think you could probably guess the synopsis? <laughs> I want you to read it to me. Okay, it says, after celebrating Doug's upcoming wedding in a cut-rate hotel in Laughlin, Nevada, hungover guys Bradley, Ed and Zach wake up in a futuristic dystopia having lost their pal Doug. With the help of Effing and Just Mitch, the trio's loyal advisors, the gang must now prepare to battle their way through the pop culture districts of the Hunger Games, including the Real Housewives of District 8 and Teddy from the Puppet District. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's only on for an hour and 25 minutes. Um, it is an 18. It's currently rated at 3.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's do it. Thoughts? I think I might win. I think you're in with a good shout. <laughs> well, let's find I out. Think it's a, it feels like a strong choice. Thank you. I noticed it on Netflix earlier. I was like, that's got to be that. Well, They're even all dressed and I'm... they all look like the characters from The Hangover. <laughs> I won't say I'm excited to watch it, but I'm excited to talk about it afterwards. Definitely. So yeah, go out and watch The Hungover Games and we will be back. No, I'll do the socials, shall I? Go out and watch The Hungover Games. And in the meantime, check us out on face, on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd at P-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, you can email us at bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our website, it is bottomofthestream.com. On the website will be every episode we've ever recorded, all five season stream tables. And if you want, you can get a little bit of merch. Um, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottomofthestream. Uh, for a few quid every month, you'll get early access to the episodes. You'll get some bonus episodes coming soon. Uh, Nick writes a newsletter every month. And if you come in at a certain level, you'll get a wild card where you can pick the film that I've... like. The same as I've just played mine. You could play yours and we'll watch the film that you pick. And finally, come join us on Discord. The Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. We'll chat about absolutely everything in there. Some of the conversations are crazy, but we have a lot of fun and we really enjoy the Discord. So come in and join us. Yeah, please do. And also, 
I can get a new phone next week, so I can get back. Oh, excellent! Uh, <laughs> as I can't use, I would say now two thirds of my screen. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time coming. I bet you're well excited. I am quite excited. <laughs> uh, anyway, you could also, if you have a few minutes spare, leave us a review on any podcast app or website such as Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all of those and many more. I've got nothing prepared in my brain for this. This movie's just melted <laughs> me. Um, you could throw a review writing party, uh, which would probably only be uh, marginally less crazy than the one in this movie. <laughs> um, and write your review with piss, with a gun, <laughs> um, with pizza, whatever you want. Just have a go. Just write as a review. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Excellent. And then when you've done that, go out and watch the hungover games if you if you really want to. And then we'll come back on Monday with an episode of The Wave and we'll be back next Thursday with the movie show. Cheers. Bye.